morning. Welcome to our Friday morning general session. Are you all ready to hear the word this morning? I'd like to introduce our first speaker this morning. He is my neighboring pastor. He is a great man. I love him very much. Uh, Reverend Carlton Jackson is the husband of Dana, father of four, grandfather of five. He is the pastor of First United Pentecostal Church of De Quincey. He also serves as his lo in his local community as chaplain of the De Quincey Police Department and Ward, five, Ward 6 Fire Department. He also serves on the Louisiana District UPCI Section 4 as the secretary. As a global missionary, he worked in the countries of Guatemala, Uruguay, and Grenada. And uh, more importantly than all of that, he's a great man and a good friend and a Christian. And it is my high honor to introduce Brother Jackson this morning. We're excited about what God's giving you this morning. Come and preach to us. Let's give that to Jesus this morning. I was glad when they said unto me, let us. It's not fun going to church by yourself, and it's not fun preaching by yourself. Let us go into the house of the Lord, and I believe we're in the house of the Lord this morning. After all the word we've been hearing all week, I'm here to tell you God's got great things in store for Louisiana. How many believes you're going back and have a revival in your home church? I believe in the power of the Holy Ghost that I have been stirred up in my spirit. Last night, I could not help but weep that I don't want to just shout with the miracle, but I want to shout for the souls of men that are lost and undone. Aren't you glad somebody prayed for you one day? We give honor to our superintendent, Brother Weber. Thank you so much for this opportunity. Amen. All of our speakers, uh, thank you so much. And I would like to say also today that it's my privilege to see the man and his dear wife that as I was going to barber school in Baton Rouge, we had a mission service. Brother Monty Showalter was preaching it. And I received my calling on Victoria Street, Victoria Drive. No, Victoria's Church on Victoria's Drive. And I want to say, brother and sister Young, God bless you. So good to see you. Amen. Praise God. Also a blessing to have Brother Thompson. You here? Brother Brad Thompson, where are you at? He's not here yet, but he's coming. He is the missionary we were able to work with in the country of Guatemala. And you should always remember those that invested in your life. I miss them old voices. But you know what? I believe we're all becoming the old voices. But I want our voice to go forward like it has done in every service. Praise God. I better get started. Amen. They say you usually preach your age. And uh, someone told me one day, he said, he said, how old are you? I said, uh, I said, well, how old you think? He said, well, you look about 43. And I, it, and, uh, I said, well, I'm 57. He said, well, you look like you've had a hard life. So nothing like good friends, amen? If you have your Bibles this morning, thank you once again for coming out. Amen. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10.
For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God hath before ordained that we should walk in them. We should walk in them. He has created us in himself. We are the children of the Most High. And if there's ever a time that we need to know who we are, this is the day and the hour when a world that is in chaos, even some of our family members are in chaos. They need to know that there's a strong voice in the church, that we're not here or there, but we know who we are. We're one God, apostolic, tongue-talking, holy rollers, born-again, heaven-bound believers. And we're going to reach for them like we've never reached before. We're going to have revival like we've never had before. We're going to see people pray through like we've never seen before. We're going to have miracles and signs and wonders like we've never seen before. But we cannot lose our identity. Praise God. Let us raise our hands and pray right now. Lord, we pray that the continuance of your power would rain down upon our lives. We're nothing without you, but you are the great I am, the King of kings and Lord of lords. And we invite you to meet with us one more time. We've come hungry. They that hunger and thirst after your righteousness, you said we shall be filled. You see somebody hungry today. You see somebody thirsting. Fill our cup as we give you honor and glory and praise. In the name of Jesus, could we give the Lord a good hand clap of praise? I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. It's all right to shout. It's all right to run. It's all right to leap for joy because we are being filled by what God promised. Thank God for a camp meeting. Praise God. You may be seated. Last Sunday night, now I'm kind of a crazy preacher at home. Hopefully I won't be so crazy here. But uh, I hollered at one of our, I'm tired of it being dry. I've got cows. I've got a garden. And uh, I'm tired of it being dry. And I, and I told one of our ushers, I said, would you get an umbrella and bring it up here real quickly? Now, we either believe God or we don't believe God. Now, you say that simple preacher, I'm going to tell you something. God is great enough to make it rain. So if you don't like it raining around here, you blame the Quincy, Louisiana. Let me say to the Quincy folks, would you stand? My dear family, God bless them. We love them. Thank you for driving up here to support your pastor. Thank you. This is the greatest folks. You know what? I don't want to tell them too loudly, but that church could almost run without me. They don't give me trouble. And I thank God for that. Amen. We've got our little situations, but I thank God for good people that has a foundation. Oh, Bishop Cardwell pastored them for many years. And you know what he did? I, one of his last sermons, he said, don't mess with my church and don't mess with my pastor. 
You know why? Because, hey, I want a man of God in my life to tell me how it is. I want to go to heaven. I want to make it, amen, with the best that I can. I want to shout when I get to the streets of gold. And I want to look him in the face and holler, holy, holy is thy name. I can't afford to let down. I can't afford to lose my identity. Praise God, praise God. I can go in Lake Charles and somebody look at me because I got the Jackson nose. Anybody know Andrew Jackson? I guess I go in there and say, you got to be a Jackson. Well, how do you know that? Because you got the marks. I want to have the marks of him. <laughs> praise God. We find in Genesis chapter 12, verse 1 through 3, we hear the call of God and covenant that God has made with Abraham. Not only did he make this covenant with Abraham, but also we find in Genesis 26 and 3, said to stay in this land for a while, and I will be with you and bless you. For to you and your descendants I will give all these lands and will confirm the oath I swore to you. Amen. God made some promises to Brother Merle Ewing. God made some promises to T.D. Cardwell. God made some promises to Brother Tenney. God made some promises all around this community and all around this state uh, that this thing was going to blow up. Uh, and guess what? Uh, I thank God that you came with a vision. Uh, and you know what? We're going to build a new tabernacle. We're going to build a new. You know what? Uh, I think when I brought it to our board, uh, you know what? Uh, and I'm not just, I'm not bragging on me. I'm bragging about on this church. Uh, we've had a, a big note, $12,000 note uh, that we've been paying every month. Uh, we still have to pay it. Uh, we ended up renovating another area of the church building, the old sanctuary that added another 5000 every month. We didn't have to beg. We didn't have to just wring their necks. You know what? Because they're good people that are consistent and faithful and they want to see the kingdom of God work. I went to the board. We paid off that other 6000 note and guess what? I went to them and I said, you know what? They're wanting to build or we want to build a new tabernacle. We want to do the work up there, amen, on the campgrounds. Uh, would you mind if we divert some of that money that we've already paid off? Uh, you know what? Uh, they diverted a big portion of that money, and guess what? Uh, next week, uh, I know that I'm going to get the report. Uh, I've got to go sit down with somebody, uh, and it's already been told uh, that we're going to have multi- It ain't just tenfold. It ain't just twentyfold. But I'm going to tell you when my God is in it, you can't stop it. But you got to get into the boat and say, you know what? I don't know where I'm going. I don't know how I'm going to get there. But I've got faith in my God. He's going to see me through. God always will have a people that has faith in him. You always have the naysayers, and they try to distract away from those that can. But the Bible tells me I can do all things with my own ability, with my talent, with my expertise. No, I can do all things through Christ uh, who strengthens me. If you're weak today, get up. Uh, look at the Jesus uh, who is the author and the finisher of your faith. 
You don't have to be depressed. You don't have to be oppressed. But you can be a child of God. But don't lose your identity. Goes on to tell them that I'm going to establish your borders. God's always had borders for his people. Brother Tenney always said, never tear down a fence until you first know why it's built. He also said to keep the main thing the main thing. And as a young preacher, when I first went into the ministry, pastored a little small church, Fields, Louisiana. Anybody know where Fields, America is? Well, about a third of you. Way down yonder. Little small church. Not a lot of people knew about it. But can I tell you that Brother Curtis Young's dad pastored there years ago. Years ago. So there was all kind of connections. You know what? There are a lot of good connections in Pentecost. I'd rather connect with people in the Pentecost than get so wrapped up in this world that, you know what, I forget my purpose in life. My purpose is to preach the gospel to every creature, to whosoever will. And can I tell you, there's a lot of whosoever wills out there that are waiting on you. The preacher can't make it all. The preacher can't get to them all. But you can. You're a child of God. Remember who you are. Don't lose your identity. Amen. So we have promises of God. And the Lord has brought us to places, amen, like we've never been before. But we find the, in Numbers chapter 13, Numbers chapter 13, beginning to read in verse 1, And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Send thou men that they may search the land of Canaan, which I give unto the children of Israel. Of every tribe of their fathers shall ye send a man. How many men are in the house today? Just wave your hand. Every one of the ruler among them. And Moses, by the commandment of the Lord, sent them from the wilderness of Paran. All those men were heads of the children of Israel. And there were their names. Amen. And we're not going to go through all of the names because I'll mess them all up. I'll leave that to Brother Woodward. He can handle that. I told him before service, I said, you know what, Brother Woodward, I need to probably give you uh, commission on uh, some of the tithes that I receive or the church receives because uh, a lot of our people listen to him. You know what, you need to put these kind of men into your listening in the radios and all you because you know what, this kind, these kind of men will feed your spirit. Amen. I know we as pastors can only do so much, but I thank God within our organization that we have one God apostolic men that know how to speak the word of God and know how to teach our people that you know what, there is no other way. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life, and no man come to the Father, but by Him. Praise God. Verse 26, we find that they went and came to Moses and to Aaron and to all the congregation of the children of Israel and to the wilderness of Paran to Kadesh the, and brought back word unto them and unto all the congregation and showed them the fruit of the land. They had it in their hand. 
they had it right there before them. They had already been in. They'd only went in for 40 days, and now you're finding them coming back with the promise in their hand. They had it in their hand, but something happened in that 40 days to 10 of those spies. What happened? I could not tell you, but can I imagine they lost their identity of who they really were. You know what God said? I've already given it to you. It's yours, boy. All you got to do is go and take it. But somehow when they got there, they looked. They began to look to the right and to the left, and they allowed fear to take control of their spirit. Can I tell you, we've got a messed up world. Can I tell you? Our government is in trouble. But can I also tell you that I don't look to them, but I look to Jesus who is able to get us out of here. Those on to say, and they told him and said, we came to the land whether thou sentest us we obeyed why don't you learn to obey your pastor if God has put him in your life he's your spiritual God can I be nice for a little bit I've had people come to me and tell me, Brother Jackson, I've had three other preachers praying and I feel like it's time for me to leave and I knew nothing about it Oh, yeah, that's how it gets at home. It gets quiet. I was raised under Brother Lynn Jones in Longville, Louisiana. And you know what? When it got quiet, he plowed a little deeper. So you don't want us to plow. I only got 45 minutes. Someone say, hallelujah. They want me to plow deeper quick. In just 40 days, we find that they had confusion in their spirit. They was confused of what they went for. And if we're not careful as Pentecostals in this hour, now I listen to Fox, and sometimes I got to hit that thing off. I used to listen to Rush Limbaugh, and man, how many like Rush? Hannity? Who else? All these guys. But sooner or later, you know what? My spirit would get so stirred up, I'd get mad. Anybody ever get mad? Anybody ever get mad at what's going on in our country? But you know what stirred me up last night? Instead of getting mad, I need to get down and cry. I need to weep. I need to intercede for a lost and dark generation that is waiting on a church that says, hey, you know what? We're going through the same trial. We're faced with the same situation. Can I tell you, sin has hit every family that I know of. But I know a God that is able to lift every one of them out of the sin that they're in. We categorize sin. Can I tell you, a little lie is just as bad as somebody committing adultery. But I thank God for the blood that washes us, that cleanses us, that gives us hope that we would not lose our identity. Second Corinthians chapter 3.
what I get when I eat too many double stuffed Oreos. I did tell the church not long ago I got off from them. Some of you might already get off from coffee. Brother, I forgot my, where's my phone? I got to keep up. Well, my phone over there, I need to, is there a clock? There it is. I got to hurry. Now, the Lord is that spirit. And where the spirit of the Lord is, there's bondage. There's confusion. No. Satan is the author of confusion. If there's confusion in your family, it's not your wife, it's not your husband, it's not even your children. Can I tell you, you may look at our family. I thank God for my wife, a godly wife that loves the Lord. I don't have trouble with my wife. I thank God for my Son-in-laws, Brother Trey, Sister Brooke, they sing on the platform. I thank God for this congregation that allows our young people to get up there and know what the anointing of the Holy Ghost, they're not up there to entertain us. They're up there to let us feel the power of the Holy Ghost. And can I say, you know what? Every song that I've ever heard one time or another has been a new song. There's some of them that I may not. Now, I have a hard time to rap, but can I tell you, after a little bit, if I'm not careful, I see my foot clapping or my hand stomping. Well, I got some of y'all's attention this morning. Boy, y'all really think I'm confused. No, I was just making sure you knew what I was saying. But we all, with open face beholding as in a glass the glory of the Lord, are changed into the same image from glory to glory, even as by the Spirit of the Lord. When this church looks at me, they ought to be able to see Jesus in me. When the drug addict down the street, when they look at me, we are not look at some critical spirit, but they ought to look at a man that says, hey, you know what? You may be bound by that, but once I was lost, but thank God I'm now found. I once was blind, but now I see. Why? Because I have not lost my identity. I was raised in this truth. I was raised in this state, but that did not save me. Every time I go to church, I want to get my identity back one more time. And you know how I do that? I get a refilling of the Holy Ghost. I wonder about these people that have only spoken tongues one time in their life. My God, I, I, hey, when I go to church, let me pray good enough. Let me shout enough that I can get to the place. Got to hurry. True identity. Genesis chapter 127. 127 and 28. We find the true identity of man. 
that God created us in his image. He created male and female. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he him. Male and female created he them. You know what? When I found my wife, I, I met her. She's a Ewanite. You know, there's a lot of ites in the church. But she's from a good ite. And we always called them the Ewanites. I was from a country church. I was 22 years old. Hey Amen. That's whenever living gay wasn't popular. What's sad to say, it's even crept into the church that we tiptoe around. Matter of fact, some of you probably run me off the other night. I said, all right, church, let's all be gay. You thought your pastor was radical. <laughs> You're going to go back and hug your pastor and say, oh, I love you. I don't think I could go to that Jackson's church. And you know what? Not everybody in De Quincey can. And you know what the amazing thing is? Everybody says, you know what? How do you and Brother Neelan, one block, how many has is closer than one block of two one God apostolic churches? Anybody? You come to De Quincey, one block separates us. We've never had bad words. We love one another. We hug one another. We pray with one another. We don't have time to fight. That's all right if some of you don't believe that. We don't have time to fight. I'm not in competition with our church either. We're in this together. We're in this together. We're going to shout together. We're going to pray together. We're going to root. Come on. We're going to run together. He told me, he said, Brother Jackson, I'm, so, I'm sorry. I didn't realize you was preaching. I, Brother Weber, I'm still, I don't know why I'm up here. I guess the Lord really, because I even thought, I said, are you sure he's got the right Jackson? Does he know what he's doing? I, I think some of our people says, oh, Lord. <laughs> but thank you for the opportunity. But can I tell this church as a whole that this thing is not dead? Our identity is still alive and ever well. And I, I know some of you, yes, our dress is part of that identity. But can I tell you, our worship is part of that identity. When I don't feel like worship, I worship anyhow. When I don't feel like praying, I'm going to pray anyhow. True identity. God made us in his image. But here we find them come back and they say, you know, after they already told Moses, hey, we, here's the milk, here's the honey, here's, look at the grapes. It took two of us to carry this grape back. You know, some people are satisfied with just a souvenir.
you know, if I can just get a little blessing Sunday night, that'll hold me over to Wednesday night. No, that's not what it's all about. I'm going to tell you what it's all about, getting full of the Holy Ghost on Sunday night. That when you get on the job tomorrow and your boss is cussing you out and there's someone down the road is smoking and he's blowing smoke in your face, that you can look that person in the face and say, you know what, my God loves you. I'm not out to try to get your job. Guess what? I'm out to try to get your soul. Come on, God has called us out in this hour. It is the hour of revival. It is the hour of miracles. It is the hour that we as the children of God and proclaim the liberty that we find in him alone. But it's up to us if we keep our identity. Come on, if you're the last one to worship next service, you ought to be the first on your feet. But here it is. But if we're not careful, you hear me, we'll be just like they were when they said, but we're not able to go up against this people because they are too strong for us. So they brought a bad report. Why don't you turn to your neighbor and say, hey, what kind of report do you bring? Anybody want to just stand and shout miracle? Anybody want to stand and shout something else? Can I say I don't want to hear your bad report? I don't have fake book. If you have it, that's your business. But I tried to get on it one time, and I'm very opinionated if you hadn't found out yet. So I've learned, you know, and, and the Holy Ghost is supposed to temper us. And, but I just couldn't handle a fake book. So I got off from it. Because they started putting some stuff on there, and I started shooting scriptures back. And, and I said, you know, and, blah, 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 and you know what? So I said, you know what? This is stirring my spirit up. And can I tell someone today, it may not be Facebook or whatever, but whatever's stirring your spirit up, you need to get away from it. Your preacher ought not have to go down the list. If you're full of the Holy Ghost, you got the blood washing through your vein, and you know your mission, and you know your identity. You ought not have to have a preacher always. I told our church the other day, I said, you know what? If you're three years and older, you ought not have to be patted on the back all the time to go to church. You ought not have to get a phone call, amen, from the pastor. There ought to be something. I, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. I'm glad to get in the church service. I'm glad to feel the presence of God. I'm glad to know who I am. Again, I don't want to hear your bad report. I've had some people text me and say, hey, or come to me and say, hey, you know what they said about you? I had a guy in the community come to me the other day and said, you know what they're saying about you? They're saying you're too straightforward. Well, I said, you know what? There's one God, and his name is Jesus. Hero Israel! The Lord our God is. 
He never told me who it was. And even if he did, I'd love him the next time I seen him. Because we're not fighting against flesh and blood. We're fighting against principalities and powers. And when we learn that the powers of hell are attacking your identity, because if the devil can get you to stop praying, if the devil can get you to question the power of God, if the devil can get you to question the mission, you're going in to bring back a good report. But you know what? They brought back a bad report. Someone here today needs to remember God made you to soar into the heavens like an eagle. Because when you realize who you are and you can soar. Story I read recently that there was an eaglet fell out of a nest and that eaglet a farmer found it and put it in the pen with the chickens and fed it the chicken food. And the eagle was in the surroundings of the chicken. And there was a scientist come by and said, what's that eagle doing in the chicken pen? Well, it fell out of the nest. So I just figured I would feed it like a chicken. Yeah, but that bird is supposed to soar. That bird is not supposed to be in the barnyard. So he took a moment and he said, can I have a moment with that eagle or that eaglet? Yes, sir, you can. So he took that eagle and he said, eagle, you're supposed to fly and soar into the heavens. You're not supposed to be in the barnyard. So he threw the eagle up. And the eagle fell. Why? Because he got so accustomed to being a chicken. He was an eagle. His heart was still an eagle. We're in this world, but we're not part of this world. We love the sinner, but we must hate the sin. So he said, let me go on top of the roof. So he tried it again, and the bird fell once again in confusion. He said, I want to try it one more time. I want to go to that mountain over there. And when he got to the mountain, and he took that bird, and he said, eagle, you're supposed to soar. You're not supposed to be in a barnyard. And when he threw that eagle up, all confusion left. Why? Because he was up into the atmosphere to where he realized, I'm not a chicken. I'm an eagle. And can I tell you as a one God apostolic, you are no longer in the world. Your God called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. We cannot lose our identity in the closing hour of time. We must have revival like we've never had before. We must pray like we've never prayed before. We must give like we've never given before. Could we stand on our feet?
I had other pages, but I feel like we need to just lift up our name of Jesus right now. Come all over the house. God's called you out of this world. We may have our dress right, but our spirit can be wrong. We've got to win them before it's too late. I've got a brother that's lost. I've got sisters that are lost. But you know what? Also, I have neighbors that are lost. I have friends that are lost. And I'm glad that we can lift up our hands all over the house right now. As the musicians come, and we begin to lift up the name of Jesus, that name that is above every name, that can I tell you, I'm not losing my identity. I'm not allowing the world to put a false identity on me and say, you know what? You can live as you want to and still have the power. I'm here to differ with you. The Word of God is very true. I serve a God that is able. Amen. He's able right now. But you know what? That you're the, hey, we had two kids or two young men that stepped to the occasion and said, let me tell you one thing. You four, you ten, you know what? I'm not feeling your peer pressure. I'm not going to feel your peer pressure that, hey, we can't go in there. And you know what Caleb said? I want to tell you right now, Moses, uh, we can take it right now. You know why? Because he did not allow the world uh, to take his identity. Uh, it may be just one or two of you, but why don't you step out on faith uh, and say, hey, uh, I'm going to get it. Uh, I want my mountain. Uh, you may not want yours bad enough, uh, but I want my mountain, uh, and I'm not going to give in my identity. God bless you today. 